a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Movie Show. Yeah, I'm putting together a show, and I need a star. You want people to laugh at me? Well, they're laughing anyway, kids, so might as well get paid. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales, the week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes, all on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. Strength, fearless, climbing, speed, Boomerang, smoldering intensity. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, it is the movie show here at KSL News Radio, the uh, the crowning glory of each and every week here at KSL. Really? <laughs> oh, no. but anyway, we we like to think that. I've never of seen it build that way, but I'm, I can go. You know, can't you that. see the billboard up there? That it just makes sense. Home of the movie show. Home of the movie show. Yes, I love it. Uh huh. Can you imagine all the little subtitles that could be put under that? See, our listeners could take care of that. The subtitle, KSL News Radio, home of the movie show. And then that snarky little line below. Are you a loser? Oh, can you? Yeah, that's right. Home of the loser, something like that. Okay, it is time for the movie show. And ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting today with our friends at My Hearing Centers. Yes, sir. And their director of education, Big Kahuna himself, Matt Deere, will be joining us. Sounds important. I know. Very important. Very important. But before we do anything, of course, being the sticklers for the format that we are, we need to lay out what is coming up. Just throw out all of the tantalizing, I can't even say it, tantalizing tidbits that await you in the next three hours. So... It's Three done. hours. Wow, that sounds like forever. <laughs> you just go, oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay, so here's the movie show preview. Here's the movie show preview. The following Here. preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Got a good start already, right? That's yeah. how it works normally. It's how it works. Okay, the big movie... <laughs> We are in the horse latitudes for some reason. I don't know what the deal is. I was talking to Jeff Whipple yesterday, and he he was telling, you know, we were talking about just, wow, we kind of had a glory era there. I was almost reminiscent of the old days, just prior to Thanksgiving, just till after Christmas. But the last two weeks, holy cow. Now the studios are balking at the Omicron. They're just going, no, no, no. So anyway, the big movie review, believe it or not, is a little movie. <laughs> well, it's quite a movie called Clean. I, I don't want to give anything away here because this is going to be so joyful to talk about. Well, it is Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. An and Oscar-winning actor. I love this. Actor. He, he basically 
wrote it. Yeah. He stars in it. Yep. He did the music in it. Oh, that's and then, right. He did. Yeah, and then he and his partner, you know, his partner directs it. I mean, this is Adrian Brody. He has just hugged that to his chest. And I think it's just one of those movies where he says, hey, guess what? I can be a bad guy, too. Boy, no kidding. And boy, can he. But he's an antihero. Right. He's a bad guy turned good guy who goes retribution. Yeah, just when he thought he was out. Just when you thought that he had. <laughs> but, you know, you just, once you're a bad guy, it's really hard to extricate yourself. He tried. He tried, and he tried very hard. He even went to the little gatherings. and Almost like a John Wick Sit in a circle. Thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, so. But there are other movies out there, too. Parallel Mothers, The Ice Age Adventures of By the of way, Buck Parallel Wild. Mothers is a Pedro Almodovar movie with Penelope Cruz. Really? Yeah, so this is a kind of a... You look really excited. Well, I mean, he's. I love his You're movies. You're quivering. But this is not his best, but okay. Penelope Cruz, I could watch her read you know, a phone I tr- book. Yeah. I tried earlier in the week to see The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, but all I could find on Disney Plus was the uh, the trailer, the oh. enhanced trailer, the let's do the trailer, more enhanced again trailer. And you know, I, to I their credit, though, they actually did a little preview of, by the way, just in case you were only one when right. the original movies came out, here's who these people are, or animals. The playbill. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we'll talk about that. The Requiem home team. A lot of things, too, are going to be in streaming news a little later on. The book of uh, Boba Fett. Uh, the after party, girl in the window across the street from the girl in the window. Uh, the woman in the house and so on. <laughs> I should never read the list from the bottom up. <laughs> yeah, that title is. But it's it's Kristen Bell, so you. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And I watched all eight episodes, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Let's see. So, what else is coming up on the infamous movie show today? Jeff Johnson has uh, come down from on high to join us. He is the president. Where does he live? Of the Mount motion Olympus? picture. No, just his lofty perch as oh. the president of the Motion Picture Association. Of Utah. So we'll be talking with Jeff about things going on in the state, things that he's working on. Uh, what else have we got? Streaming news, as I mentioned, we'll be talking about. We've got our movie news, the movie show top 10. Again, one How of the most. How are we going to fit all that into all of a this small, glory in one amazing show? <laughs> and telephone torture. And by the way, Jeff the Whipple, boy, did he come through. I've got to actually promo this because this is very cool. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, right? Yes. I mean, we're about two some odd weeks. Or just odd show here uh, before Valentine's Day. So the Megaplex Theater is doing a Monty on us. Behind door number one on Telephone Torture will be two Megaplex Theater movie tickets, two large Coca-Cola freestyle soft drinks, and one large Megaplex popcorn, the traditional that's door number one? Gift. Door number one. That's not a full Monty, just Monty Hall. Door number two. No, we, we do not do full Montys on this show. Uh, October, no, I'm not October. Option set two <laughs> is, really threw you off I'm trying to talk Monty. you out of that Monty thing. Megaplex Valentine's luxury date Ooh. with the gateway. Uh, this is a valid only at the new Larry H. Miller Luxury Theaters at Gateway okay, in downtown SLC. Dinner and movies for two. Restaurant options uh, are out there. And let's see. Uh, and I think, let's see, do I have the So they're all options? the eateries in the around the Gateway? I think so. Restaurant options, winner must choose one. Hall pass, uh, uh, you know, food hall, here's the list, located below the Megaplex Luxury Theaters at the Gateway. And Mr. Shabu, which is located below the Megaplex Luxury Theaters at the Gateway. You'll also get two movie tickets to the uh, 
Gateway, of course, downtown Salt Lake City, which has 100% laser projection, 100% Dolby Atmos sound, 100% heated luxury recliners, and you'll get one 2022 Megaplex Mega Tub, refillable popcorn, and two matching Megaplex Mega Mug refills, drink cups, and two Bonbon Gelato ice cream desserts located inside the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Luxury Theaters at Gateway. And and Jeff just puts down here, and more. How could there be more? So, you know, honestly, I, I, I do not want to judge. But if we place this choice before somebody who lives in this general area and they choose door number one, I'm going to kind of go, what's wrong with you? Well, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, I looked <laughs> yes. at that list of the food hall pass thing. Yeah. There's a lot of oh, interesting restaurants that I've never even heard of. All kinds of stuff. You go in there, and it's, wow, this choice, that choice. back. So this is really cool. So yeah. bottom line, dinner and movies, all kinds of goodies, and, of course, the Mega Tub and the matching Megaplex Mega Tub refill drink cups. So Mega Mug. And I'm wondering, if you don't win that, is it possible to buy that prize, do you think? Well, are you looking like, you for know, something to do on Valentine's? Well, no, not really. But we could call Jeff and see. I actually talked to Jeff after, because I asked him about the Requeen, the yeah. shark movie, and he just laughed. He goes, well, Doug's coming to see the other one. You want to see it? I'm like, oh. Well, that's why I contacted you. He said, has Steve seen this yet? And I said, well, I'll take pity on him and give him you know, a little heads up. And you went, uh, no, I've seen no, the I, screener. I oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the yeah. I saw a link. For but it. you need to see the, all kind of that blood and guts on the big screen. No, I'm good. No, it's big, 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 big. So there you have it. A look at what's coming up on the movie show. I know it's hard to believe there is that much excitement all packed in to the next three hours. We got some good stuff. I actually watched the first 20 minutes of Home Team this morning. You did? The uh, the Kevin James movie. Because I I asked Netflix, can you send it to me? I know. What is going on this week? Well, there's certain movies where they're like, "Mm, no. And there might be a reason. The movie show. I'm sorry. What? I called you City Slash. That was pretty close. That's, that's a lame nickname. That was good. Better than Jobin. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Steve. Sa. Thanks to uh, Jeff Whipple and the great people at the Megaplex Theaters last night, I was able to see Clean. So I think uh, since it's on the big screen and it is our big movie. Of the week. Really we, by default. I mean, there's really... <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, really, we've, we've joked about that all through the pandemic. And there's some weeks where you go, hey, you know, we have a, a really major motion picture releasing that, you know, we're hoping everybody can go see. This is a big movie, and it's on the big screen. And by default, it is the big movie of the week. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, so I'm sitting there all by my lonesome. In, all by myself. We're, I'm in, we're, <laughs> there was no we're there. Uh, I was sitting right in the dead center of the beautiful theater number 20 at Jordan Commons. Oh, 20. All by my lonesome, down in the, in the far edge. <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't a horror movie, but in a way it kind of was. So anyway, I'm watching the story of a tormented garbage man. My grandson loves the garbage man. When the garbage man comes by, That's we're right, tending. He, we, he runs out, waves. The garbage man is so cool, waves and honks his horn at him. So, But 
I don't think I'm going to be taking Conrad <laughs> to this one. So here's a little sound from Clean. What's going on? It's cold. Grandma's out. I left my key inside. You hungry? You know, we don't need anyone to save us. Just trying to save myself. I'm still looking for answers. I just don't know the questions anymore. I've got blood on my hands. No matter how hard I try, I can't wash away the past. Boy, this guy has quite the past, too, that we learn all along. Uh, we're looking at a, a scene here that uh, Matt brought up for us, and uh, his mentor in this group, we, we don't know what, it's kind of like AA, whatever. Yeah. But uh, his sponsor and mentor is is a barber. So some of the scenes well, are in the Michael barber Michael T. Shop. Williamson. Yeah. From- and they're, they're talking about, you know, what he's been doing and, you know, how tough things have been. And we're not really clear. That's the problem with this movie, Steve. There are so many good things going on in this movie. It's a story about redemption. Somebody who's trying so hard not to cleanse his soul because he realized that's impossible. Right. But just to deal with it and to try to move on. And there's so many loose ends in this movie. There, one of the most touching parts of this movie is this this garbage man who is trying so hard to redeem himself has a real job. It's kind of funny too because when he finds a really unique piece of garbage, like an Electrolux, you know, nineteen fifty four, he'll take it home and he'll refurbish it. The guy really has a gift. Yeah. He'll take it in a local pawn shop, and he'll get 45 bucks for it, you know. And there are all kinds of cool things, but he is he's like godfathering or watching over this young woman who's a teen going to school. The bus stops going to her bad neighborhood. She lives with her grandma. We don't know her backstory at all, but we do know that every time grandma comes out, you know you're not his, her father. And you go, well, okay, so what's the rest of the story? But this is one of the sweetest parts. He watches out for her when the bus doesn't come anymore. He refurbishes a bicycle that he finds in the trash. Yeah. There are really cool elements to this. You know, the relationship he has with his mentor, the barber, other things that are going on. Well, on one of his garbage routes, he notices something fishy, thank you very much, is going on at this seafood place. They're getting these deliveries, and there are Asian guys standing around. There are guards. He sees a gun kind of sticking out of you know somebody's vest. And so he, he just kind of keeps an eye on it. And the guy that runs the fish place is like a little mini grubby godfather. It's kind of like, you know, instead of the uh, olive oil, he's got the fish business going on. And, and he's proud of that family. Oh, he's proud of it. And he goes to confession all the time. He's he's Roman Catholic. And it's it's kind of like a bad Michael Corleone. You know, it's it's except I think he's like an Eastern European, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's really weird because, you know, I mean, if he was Eastern European, he'd probably be going to Greek Orthodox or well, something. I, I thought he was. You know, no, this was this is a regular Catholic church. Oh, and so anyway, anyway. You know, what happens is he realizes something's really going on here, and all of a sudden this godfathery type guy realizes, you know, he's he's watching a lot of stuff, comes over and kind of tries to chum up to him. That doesn't come off. And this little girl that he's watching, well, she's a teenager that he's watching out for, she's starting to hang out with the bad guys. Yeah. And he sees something afoot, and anyway, he goes in and saves her from a real bad situation. Right. Well, the godfather's son is kind of there as well. Gets caught. Just gets. And this guy, if you ever want to see death by hammer, by claw hatchet, or by great big huge monkey wrench. Big pipe wrench, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is the place. So he goes in, just wreaks havoc. The godfather's son survives, but poorly. And the this guy is so weird. You know, they go, look, you know, he needs to go to a real doctor because his face is so messed up. He's going to be messed up for the rest of his life. And the guy, no. 
he needs to learn, live with this, you know, Remember. as a reminder. And so anyway. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So the Godfather, because a phone was going to record this, basically it was a gang rape. They were going to record this. This phone has it all recorded. We see who's what and why he was there. So what follows, of course, is trying to save the girl and her grandmother and the godfather trying to get Adrian Brody. Wow. You know, there's a good story in here, but, man, it's tough. Yeah, the the ending is pretty brutal. Uh, but I, I kind of – the the movie, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I've just – it was – sometimes too difficult to watch it, it's pretty gritty but there is a great little movie in here i, I end up giving it a b minus uh it is definitely rated r but i i love adrian brody yeah and i thought his character was really interesting and uh, you know all i the, thought he played it beautifully too he really did and the surrounding characters i thought were wonderful what what the big disconnect for me is so many wonderful little elements that if they would have just run a strand through it yeah and tied it I together a little bit but but i'm very close sometimes to you. they think that you know maybe we don't have to back up and explain stuff yeah but you know some things you want just more and it's it's a richness to that story like what's the deal with this girl and how and it could be something just as simple as he ran into it at a grocery store and yeah. knew his grandmother in the day or maybe his grandmother was related to whatever yeah just give us a hook i see what you're saying yeah, and then we start sense. seeing you know how he lost his daughter and that and that does tie some things together as well as to his past but yeah i i'm i'm with you on this I'd I'd be at kind of a, kind of a. Uh, I'll, I'll go with your scale. I think a B minus. Yeah. Sometimes when you're kind of in that gray area, it's a little hard. Yeah, I just thought maybe some of the finale. Oh, when, but, when he switched from uh, from crowbar to uh, shotgun. What did he put on the end? It was that supposed oh, to be a. It, it was like catalytic. It was a catalytic converter that he cut in half. And oh man, what a it was to just to just make it silent. blew it out even oh. more. I mean, wow, it was crazy. Yeah. All right, so uh, there you have it. Violent. It's called Clean and Oh My. But goodness. it is Adrian Brody, so yeah. there's there's that. Yeah. But oh, it's terribly violent. It's wow, rated R R R R. The movie show. I can see what you're trying to put off, but I can see that it's just to keep people away from you. It's a mask. Did you tell me the truth? No, probably not. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, it is time for a little movie news. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Fans of Tom Cruise are beginning to wonder if we're ever going to see his movies. Now, as of this speaking, we're still on tap for Tom Cruise and uh, Top Gun back as Maverick May 27th of 2022. But now, uh, sequels to other things, you know, like the Mission Impossible movies, each have been delayed a year until July 14th, 2023, and June 28th, 2024, respectively. But as of now, Maverick, allegedly, every article that I read, they're all, you you know, when do you ever use allegedly Spider-Man or allegedly, you know, back in the day, Well, some of these have moved five and six times. I know. It is absolutely insane. But... You know, with uh, with everything still, you know, everybody's wondering, okay, what, what does the future bring? And that's why we have weeks like this. The theaters are just going, you know, we've got so much money in this picture. We just can't gamble it away. Well, you know, the other thing is the, the theaters themselves are promoting these movies, and all of a sudden they get yanked. I know. And what do they do? I know. You think of 
all of the promotional money that's been spent on this, all of the, you know, the, the fan frustration, and then the exhibitors who show the movies, it, it's, it's the Twilight well, Zone. Well, but, how about this frustration? Yes. Downton Abbey. <laughs> Downton Abbey, I know. It's been moved from... I'm in mourning. March 18th now to May 12th. At least it's just a couple months. Right. Not a year. I know. The Quiet Place 3 has moved from March of 2020. Well, of course, that's in 2023. It moves from March to September. I know. Uh, I know. Geez. But we'll keep you up to speed. But right now, you know, I mean, we're two years ago, Steve, two years ago, as we speak. Yeah. We were talking about we're putting together something really fun for the movie club members. It's going to be at Hill Air Force Base. And we're going to kind of set the stage by showing the original Top Gun at Hill Air Force Base. And then, you know, we'll uh, anticipate the... That was two years ago. Oh, man. So, anyway. Okay, go ahead. Top that. Well, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be out in May of 2023. And according to James Gunn, this will be the last of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? They're going to do three volumes and that's it. Maybe oh, okay. branch out in other, in other things. With Groot. Branch out. Ah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll tie him in with Thor, you know, because yeah. he's off with them now. But it says three will be the last. Okay. This can kind of go in both uh, streaming news and in the movie news, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been expanding at a rate that you and I just cannot even keep up with. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's Twilight Zone. But they have scrapped two highly anticipated series. Uh, for example, we have Secret Invasion set to uh, star Star Wars alum uh, Amelia Clark and uh, Kobe Smulders and Samuel L. Jackson reprising his iconic role as Nick Fury. Well, gone. Uh, season two of What If will not debut That's this heartbreaking, because that was yeah. a great little series. And Marvel Japan updated their official website to reflect all these changes. Yeah. So, you know, who like know? Like they wouldn't know if, if it, right. they'd said <laughs> right. it in Japan. We so wouldn't find out. I've got a whole list of the things that are still, you know, on, on the docket, the lineup for 2022, uh, you know, Moon Knight, and it just got Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and Thor, love and thunder and Black Panther, Wakanda forever. You know, it goes on and on and on. But those two have been scrapped. Yeah. So there you go. Well, remember the 1973 uh, sci-fi thriller Soylent Green? I was there. You were Soylent. watching Soylent Green. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I, you know, I mean, how many people who are listening right now actually saw Soylent Green on the big screen? Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's you Does know, that mean we're it, old? it's about society and self-destructing and coping with disease and food shortages and what in the what futuristic year was that set in? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Twenty. 2022. We are. We are there. In the world of Soylent Green. Oh, no. <laughs> and we all know what Soylent Green is. Yeah. Oh, no, because Chuck Heston screamed it out at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so let's I got see. one more. Do you have one? You got one more? What have I got here? I got the Christine Baranski, uh, you know, talking about uh, Mamma Mia 3. Oh, and uh, I, I guess Skarsgård, Stellan, is, is on board. Christine is on board. And so they're, they're just chatting right now. But with, uh, you know, the heavyweights of the, uh, the cast kind of going, yeah, we're willing. So for now, it's in a state of limbo. But, uh, you know, who knows? COVID going on, everything's in limbo. But there might not be uh, maybe a lot of story to tell, people are saying. But there's lots of ABBA music left. 
So all you have to do is figure out which ABBA tunes you want and then craft the story around that. Well, speaking of Christine Baranski, A Gilded Age started on HBO this week. D, I get this frantic phone call from Missouri. She's back in, <laughs> in Missouri taking care of her sister. And she goes, Doug, you've got to record Gilded Age. So we've yeah. got them chalking up here. So now. I've watched the first episode, so I'm already one up on you on this yeah. one. But it does is it have... Too, is it too muh for you? It's 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 really there. I mean, it's close because it's set in New York. It's old money versus new money, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please, people. Stephen. What? Nobody's getting shot. There are no car chases. No, They're... no. But you know, I get it. Julian Fell. Here's the difference, though, to me. Yes. The American cast seems a little stiffer than the British. Well, cast. they're trying to be British. The old American aristocracy was trying to outbrit the Brits. Well, watch the. I'm talking about the actors themselves. Oh, the actors themselves. They're stiff. Some of the dialogue just felt a little... Are they cardboard? And I know it's Julian Fellows, the yeah. same guy that brought us Downton Abbey, but I thought, hmm, well, that's interesting. Here's This story really kind of impressed me. J.K. Simmons initially was not interested in doing being William Frawley, Fred, from the I Love Lucy show. He in, was one of the highlights of that movie for oh, me. It, he's the best thing about that yeah. movie, in being the Ricardos. He didn't like the idea of playing real person, especially somebody who just lived in the last 20th cent in the 20th yeah. century and was well known so but here's what uh, Aaron Sorkin said he convinced him we're not inter- interested in mimicry we're interested in who these people are and he said so I I decided to take the part he said I wanted to honor the man and he said one of the things he learned about Bill Frawley was that his hands shook oh. and if you watch him in I Love Lucy he either has his hands in his pockets or behind his back, or across across his chest, because yeah. he didn't want the audience to see his hands move. The other thing he did, and this is all stuff that he consciously, yeah. J.K. Simmons said, I wanted did, to make yeah. sure I did this right. He would take the script of the show, and Frawley would rip out all the pages that didn't apply to him. He'd shove them in his pocket, and in the other pocket, he'd have the, the days, uh, the race. Yeah. The, race <laughs> the racing roster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he said, I, I did that, too, just to honor Bill Fraley. And oh, I thought, really how cool. cool is that? Bill Fraley was one of Frawley, them. Fraley, sorry, yeah. Really an amazing actor. And I knew so very little about him. And I think I learned more by seeing J.K. Simmons play him. Yeah. You know, there's a raging debate among the cadre of critics whether when somebody plays a character, whether they are impersonating them. Right. Or they are truly acting. And, you know, and I, I, I honestly don't get that debate. I think impersonation is extremely difficult. And I think those that combine it, that truly are acting, truly look into the character. But they also have that gift of becoming the character to the point where some may say, well, they're just impersonating. But that's an ongoing, for years and years and years now, that's an ongoing debate among our little cadre of critics. Yeah, I, I I get that, but I also I just appreciate the fact that J.K. was says I I want to honor the man exactly, and by doing what he would do internally, and maybe you wouldn't see it, but you know he I think it's just out of respect, and I think that's cool. You know, you hear that from a lot of people who play very well known people. I mean, you know, whether it's Tina Turner or whether it's Val Kilmer, you know, playing uh, Jim Morrison or Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Oh my goodness! You know, you you look at uh, uh, Jamie Foxx and. They, they, they almost, I think they, they, they look at somebody who is iconic 
I think there is a degree of, this might be a little over the top, but a, a reverence for them and their talents. And a their little gifts. hero worship. Yeah, yeah. And, and they don't want to screw it up. Exactly. All right. All right, there you have our infamous movie news here on the movie show. Well, you know, it's kind of all infamous, isn't it, on the movie show? Pretty much. Pretty much. The movie show. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Stephen, what can we talk about kind of just quickly? We got a lot Ooh. of little things that we need to tick off the list here. We've done clean, but uh, what uh, else have we got? Well, I can mention home team real quick. Okay, home team. Have we got sound on that? Uh, we probably don't. Oh. I, I didn't think I was going to be able to see it, but it's a Netflix show yeah. with Kevin James playing uh, Sean Payton. He's the coach of, well, as of last week, he was the coach of the uh, uh, New Orleans Saints, and he just quit. But a few years ago, he was um, he was suspended for a year. I guess they were paying players to beat up, like take out that guy on the other team. Really? Yeah. So Ooh. he got in trouble for that. And this is like had, Karate Kid. What break his leg? Or right. Something? Yeah, sweep yeah. the leg. Ooh. And so he had a year off. He went home, and he was estranged with his son, and his son wanted nothing to do with him, and yet. He uh, decided that he was going to help the coach teach this high school team. While he, he couldn't have any contact with the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, at all for that whole year. Yeah. So he figured, what am I going to do? So he decides to help this coach. Well, I've only watched the first 20 minutes of it because I had to come do the show today. But it's Kevin James. And yeah. he's funny. And yeah, exactly. Rob Snyder's in it and married to his ex-wife. And Rob so, Snyder? Yeah, I know. Ooh. That's not exactly a real You can do it. But... Uh, um, <laughs> Taylor Lautner's in it. He's the coach. Yeah. And a little mustache. Like, who is that guy? Oh, my gosh. That's the guy from Twilight. So it could be fun. I've only seen the first 20 minutes. It looks like it could be one of those little, you know, bad news bears football team. But Okay. Home team. Home team. It's called Netflix. All right. Netflix. PG. Is showing now. It is. Just started uh, this morning. Started, started this morning. Steve was sitting there watching it. I was. I'm glad you got your priorities straight and decided to show up rather than watching home team. Well, I, I'm I, sure it was a hard decision it for was. you. It was. I was on the treadmill doing my <laughs> heaven can wait exercise. Oh, I thought you were referring to the movie show as the treadmill. Oh, no, that's a different treadmill. That's a whole different deal. Yeah, that's the, the workhouse, the blacking house. You but I thought, be, you know, I had 20 minutes. I figured, let's just see what's what's cooking here. Yeah, you didn't so, catch all my Dickinsonian references there. I, I missed it, sorry. Okay. Well, we are coming up on the uh, top of the hour. On the other side of our news, we're going to be talking with a very special guest today. We have Jeff Johnson, who is president of the Motion Picture Association of the Great State of Utah. And the question is, can we get the money? Can we get play? Show no me kidding. the money. That's a big deal. You know, that incentive money makes a lot of difference, not to mention Yellowstone. So anyway. <laughs> Don't mention all right, Yeah, that's right. We're not going to talk about Yellowstone losing it. To- the Movie Show. Abby Normal. I'm almost sure that was the name. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain... Into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla! On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
You know, isn't it amazing how many phrases have become part of the lexicon? They've become part of how we communicate. Abby normal? You know, Abby normal is one of them. You know, you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, it just goes on oh, and on Gene and Wilder, on. though, what a terrific. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, hey, we have a special guest here on the movie show today, Jeff Johnson, who is the president of the Motion Picture Association of Utah. And, Jeff, welcome to the infamous movie show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, we got to talk about what the priorities right now are for the Motion Picture Association of Utah, what you're working on, and kind of what's going on. First of all, tell our listeners about your association. So we are um, a group of filmmakers, actors, um, talent, and uh, people who live and work in Utah who want to see the film industry grow, and want to see the and we and we want to show the state legislators the economic impact that film can have in Utah and how we can help all of Utah, especially rural Utah. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time. I think we have to go back basically to Governor Huntsman in order to really see a a quantum leap forward into recognizing what, I mean, all of of the the governors, uh, you know, as long as I can remember, give lip service to and how important things are. Sundance, the making of motion pictures, different things like that. But it was Governor Huntsman who really, really took that to heart, I think saw the vision, and was willing to pony up. Yeah, he, he really did help us. I, I, was on the, I was on the board at that time, and he, he really did help us get this program started, um, this, this uh, rebate program for films. You know, and and whether people, you know, everybody has a different viewpoint on the rebates and the uh, incentive monies and so on. But the fact is, it is the legal way the game is played to give incentives and breaks to get people. We do that to bring other businesses to the state of Utah. We'll give them a tax break. We'll give them a whatever kind of break. And uh, the the motion picture business uh, is is not different <laughs> at all. And but yet there's some people that go, why would we pay those big Hollywood you know stiffs all this money to come to to Utah? Well, it's a pretty darn well, good and, investment. And I think that's a misconception. Sorry, I think that's a misconception actually because I, I, our program is really designed to help locals. It's designed yeah. to help people who live and work in Utah. It, the money that's spent here, the the money that you get tax breaks on, is only money that's spent in Utah. It's not going back to big Hollywood movie stars or things like that. Yeah, you know, Virginia Pierce has pointed that out over and over. Every time we've had this conversation, she goes, if you think this money's flown back to Hollywood and it's going into some big producer's pocket, it's not. It's going into the catering. It's going into the local actors. It's going into the local facilities. It's going into the local communities. Because isn't that the law? Isn't that the law that it has to be spent here in Utah? Yeah, in Utah. Yeah, so they actually there's an audit and everything about it, and uh, on each project. So you the, the 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 project gets audited, and they go through and line item what was spent in Utah and what wasn't, and what wasn't does not get the tax break. Yeah, you know, Steve brought up something. I remember, you know, uh, former Senator Jake Garn when he was talking about space investments, would say, you know, you put a dollar on the table, we get seven back when we invest in the space issues and space program at yeah. NASA. What is the investment return when we spend a dollar of Utah taxpayer money that goes through the 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 budget from the mm-hmm. state of Utah? We put a buck on the table. How much do we usually get back? Seven. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. yeah, it 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 is remarkable, and sometimes you know the short sightedness on this is is a little distressing to me because we did take that major step. Boy, you look at the things that did come here, but right now you know it just kills me, Jeff. 
when I see right. something that's so, I mean, it should have been shot in Utah. They wanted it to be shot in Utah. Yeah. And, they and, put feelers out, and then it goes to Nova Scotia, Toronto, Georgia, you name it. Montana. Yeah, Montana. And, and, and the thing of it is, is our program is good. It's just underfunded. It just needs to have a more, be more expansive to, to accommodate these projects that want to come here. I mean, it, it literally is up to, the, up to our legislators how much work we're going to get because it's just how much money is in that fund. It really what, is. So. What is in the ask this year? What are you lobbying for? So this year, they, we really we really want to focus on rural Utah and what film can do to help rural Utah. So our ask is right now, um, they want to remove the cap in rural Utah counties so that we can bring films into these counties and little towns that need, you know, economic activity now. They need that kind of money. So, right. I mean, you can go into a small town and have a, even a, a small movie drop, you know, $400,000 just in hotel rooms alone. Yeah. So. So uh, right now we're, we're we're asking to lift the cap on the uh, basically basically just make it so that we can we'll go into these small towns and and not and the, there's no cap on how many people can shoot in rural Utah. Right. Where are we right now? Wasn't the figure something like what was it seven million? I, I'm trying to remember. Eight point three was it or eight point three? Yeah, we have eight point three ongoing. And and we're just looking for a good partnership with the legislators to to increase that and uh, and to move forward and actually grow that so we can grow the infrastructure and actually keep people working. Right now we run out of money within four months after we receive it. So right. literally we have four months of work and then it just kind of dies. <laughs> you know, I, I look at the Utah Film Studios. We're really familiar with the folks up there and yeah. we've done movie shows up there during Sundance and and at other times as well and. Boy, when they, they took such pride, and, and honestly, I went to one of the premieres. I think it was the second season of Yellowstone. Yeah. I went to the, uh, to the premiere that was uh, uh, happening there at the library with the old high school, and yeah. the stars were there, you know, and I was chatting with them, and they said, oh, we love it here. We love Park City. Our kids are in the school here in, in the state of Utah. We love being so close to an international airport. This is just, you know, for an actor, this is heaven. Well, you know, yeah. one one more year they shot in Utah, but then, you know, the 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 money just dried up and it was too tight. You just didn't and, have enough money to keep them here, and it, yeah. and it is a it is part of the whole economic plan of any large studio or anybody that's making the films is what can we get back on our dollars that we're spending. So they they literally look at that, and so we just want to make sure we're on the map to be looked at. Um, yeah. That's li- we. That's that's how we have to do this. We have to make sure that they understand that we can provide some of those incentives to get them here. So you know, we've we've had various people from Virginia right on down to some of our local filmmakers that we know, and they said, you know, that when I was not exaggerating when I said they look at Utah, they want to come to Utah. They put out feelers to Utah. They make it absolutely clear Utah is their number one place that they want to shoot. And to not be able to accommodate that is just heartbreaking, and especially when all of a sudden they are. All the areas that I mentioned, whether it's Vancouver, I mean, you name it, New yeah. Mexico. Georgia. You know, they, they just head yeah. off to other, other places rather than stay here and multiply multiply. A rather small investment. When you look at the uh, the surplus this year, although legislators and the governor they yeah. don't like to call it surpluses right now, but we're we're a little flush with money right now. And boy, yeah. what 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 a good time to really invest. When you uh, can you imagine if somebody came up who was legitimate, who said, Steve, if you put uh, you know a hundred bucks in this 
you know, I'll guarantee you 700 back in a relatively short period of time. Who do I write the check to? First of all, it sounds too good to be true, but it's not in this case. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we really want to focus focus on rural Utah this year because we think we can actually come in and really help those communities that have been really hurt by by the the lockdowns and and uh, help them to you know get some economic activity. Yeah. I know that uh, tourism you know tourism is their main dollars in a lot of those cities, and we can help them in the off season when they're not got so many tourists and things like yeah. that. So. Yeah, but that's a perfect yeah. example. Tourism uh, from a show like Yellowstone, people will come to town to see where these places that's these right. things are shot that's oh, right absolutely i mean just a few months ago simone biles um she basically came to the locker of sharpay from high school musical in the east high because she had to take <laughs> yeah. a picture there i mean yeah right still, and that was yeah. that was what 16 years ago so, i know <laughs> that was a I long know. time ago <laughs> you know and, and you, you mentioned rural utah and and i hope that resonates because i know the governor governor cox really cares about rural utah because he's from rural, rural utah and yeah. he's doing so many really really good things for rural utah and i have a foot in both worlds you know our little uh you know home in in eureka utah and then we have a home in holiday utah and i've seen the benefits it's been a while since we had a movie shot in eureka but when salma hayek came to town and I worked uh, on that movie years oh, ago yeah so that, that was, was a blast to work on yeah that was so much fun you know let's let's just take all the economics out of it for a second it was so much fun and brought so much pride to our little community uh, of Eureka, and still we're we're reaping some of the benefits. You know, some of the construction that was made, some of the investments, some of the families that got money from yeah. uh, the, the the films being shot in in their homes, and then in Holiday, very recently we've had some Hallmark movies shot there. It, it, this is something really, really good for the state of Utah, and boy, with the difference it can make. And what can we, as movie show uh, listeners? What, what can we do? Should we contact our local legislators and go, hey, look, I, I know you need to be careful with Utah's money, but this is a pretty sure bet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, contacting your legislators would be great. That's what we need. We, we, we just want to make sure our legislators are educated to how this program works. It really is benefiting locals. It's benefiting Utah. It's designed to benefit Utah. It's not designed just to give it back to Hollywood and to send it back to – it's designed to help people who live and work here. Um, and, and it's something important that our legislators understand. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, this doesn't have much of a tailpipe. In other words, there's not much of a downside yeah. to this. No. These but folks. Yet, when we talk to them, they go, well, that doesn't, it's not a good investment, according to us. Like, who are you talking You're to? You're talking about the legislature. Yeah, the legislatures. Yeah, yeah some yeah. of them just, just unfortunately don't get it. And uh, so, yeah. any, anyway. I, and that's what luck, we're trying what to do as, a, as an organization is we're trying to educate as best we possibly can right. and, and, and try to make a good partnership with the legislature. Like I said, our program is good. It just needs to be expanded. It, it's, yeah. it is a good program, and it is set up very well. So. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, I really appreciate you uh, joining us today. Keep us in the loop on this, and as the legislative session progresses, if there's anything we can do to help, let us know. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And for people who want more information, uh, is there a website? Is there, you know, there? I, I don't know if there's w. anything. www.mpau.org. mpau.org. Got it. Jeff, as always, thank you for joining us here on The Movie Show. Thank you. Great to have you with us. 
The Movie Show. Rule number one for surviving Zombieland: cardio. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. What am I getting for Valentine's from you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just opened up Pandora's box Why there. Why would I buy you something for Valentine's? That's weird. Wouldn't it be weird? Because I'm just okay. No, because you're a dude. <laughs> All right, coming up on the movie show, we're going to be talking about a lot of other films. I, you know, when when I watched the little trailer, you know, trying to get to the point where I could actually see the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild, mm. looked kind of fun. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. you know, I've always liked Ice Age. Is Scrat in it? No. No. Well, at least he, he wasn't in the version I saw, but. I don't know why. What are they, is is this like the algorithm on the internet now, where they change it to your tastes? No, but but it is now. Disney Disney owns all that Fox right. stuff, so right. I, they didn't have a scrap thing at the no, beginning. Oh, that ain't right. Okay, well anyway, we'll talk about that. We've got all kinds of things. Uh, telephone torture. We've got the movie show top ten all here at KSL News Radio with the movie. The movie show. Listen to them. Children of the night, what music they make. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. What music they make. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because what we are going to help Bella Lugosi? What we are going to do here is a little telephone. Ooh, sneak attack. Torch. It's a sneak attack, yeah. So, you know. Uh, we give everybody a fair chance, rather than our regular victims, although we love them. I think they call at 9 o'clock and just stay on. Right. So Ty's going, oh, wait, where's the opening to that? Oh, there, here we go. It's time for... <laughs> he found it the same time Telephone torture, ladies and gentlemen. And since we have such a big prize at hand, I'm going for a special number Six. today. Six. We are going for lucky... Number. Oh, you really feel like six. torturing somebody today. I do. I do. You know? No, no, no. This is because <laughs> you're torturing us. Okay. Him. Back. Uh, you know, he's the one that has to push the buttons. He's the man behind the curtain. He's the man behind the curtain. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I hope all of you were in attendance there or you'll get a late mark, but we have the <laughs> traditional option, the traditional option of the Megaplex Theater Prize Package, which is the two tickets, the two large Coca-Cola freestyle, freestyle soft drinks and one large Megaplex popcorn. But Jeff the Whipple and the great people at the Megaplex Theaters have also shown it, uh, thrown in option two, which is the Valentine's Luxury Date Night, which includes dinner and movies for two at Gateway. You can go uh, to a restaurant like Hall Pass Food Hall, right below the Megaplex Luxury Theaters, Mr. Shabu, which is located, again, below the uh, Gateway. And this is the deal only at Gateway. Right. This is at Gateway. Two movie tickets for the uh, Gateway where they have 100% laser projection, Dolby This is the state-of-the-art theater. In, in the, the world. Yeah. In the known universe, 100% heated luxury recliners. And then you'll get a 2022 Megaplex Mega Tub refillable popcorn tub, two matching Megaplex Mega Mug refillable cups, two Bon Bon Gelato ice cream desserts. That's right there within the Megaplex theater. I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. And Jeff's, oh, that's just like your ice bon cream bon stuff. Bon this bon is good bon stuff, Gelato. Gelato, Italian ice cream. This is the good stuff, Steve. This is the stuff Prego. that enlightened people with a delicate, wonderful palate appreciate. 
Well, so being lactose three of our three of our listeners will get that. Okay, and Jeff says, and more. So, here we go. Wow. Let's go to our first victim. I mean, potential winner. And hi, who's this? Hey, this is Honest Tom the Loser. Honest Tom the Loser. I think Ty. We just need to dispatch him quickly. Put him out of his misery. Bam. Poor Tom. I'm a loser. Yep. Still a loser. <laughs> Where'd that, that come was, from? That was That's kind of sweet. Gentle. All right, let's go back to the phone line. He's just warming up. This will be caller number two. And hi, who's this? This is Brian. Brian, you sound kind of down in the dumps today. Yeah, because I really wanted to be six today. You wanted to be six. That's a pretty good prize, right? Yeah. Take care of your Valentine's Day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you're not going to get it because you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> It's okay, okay. I, won, I won the Valentine's last a couple of years ago, so it's all right. Well, see, he's right on top of this. This man knows his stuff. Oh yeah. Okay, Ty, we need to let him have it. There. You lose. Good day, sir. Okay, now back to our phone line. This will be loser number three. I mean, uh, potential winner number three. Hi, who's this? This is Don. Don. Boo-hoo. Oh, boo-hoo. Do you want to just own it? Tell everybody what you are. I am a loser. <laughs> yeah, Ty, hit that button. I'm a loser, baby, Ooh. so why don't you kill me? <laughs> every time I thought I he's going to save the best for last. Every time I listen to the lyrics on that, I, I even I cringe. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. Caller number four here on Telephone Torture. And hi, who's this? This is Justin. Justin. Justin, I'm just not feeling a lot of love in the room right now. Not a lot of enthusiasm from you. Uh, a bit lonely. A bit le- Oh, Oh, I think he's leading Ty into what the proper way to confirm him as a loser might be. So let's see if Ty actually follows through. Have you heard Ooh, he did. Nice. loser? He's <laughs> a loser, but he still keeps on trying. And he will. He'll keep on trying. Oh, yeah. I know he will. All right. We've had no females calling in on the show. Well, they're waiting for the they're, last. They're wait- no, they're, I think they're just going, we're going to let the guys go for this so they can take us when they're oh, the big wiener. See I how see. it works? Wow. Chivalrous. Kind of sexist, I think. Yeah. All right. Hi. Who's uh, who's this? You're calling number five. Or, uh, no. Yeah, this is five. five. This is five. Yeah. Hi. I knew you'd lose track. We had such a high number. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Uh, this is Mark. Yeah, anything that goes above my right hand, I can count to five. Three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half. Okay, do you want to just own it because, you know, you're close but no cigar? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so what are you? Well, I'm even wearing my big loser shirt. Ooh, you are. Oh. Well, how big is that shirt? <laughs> it's, oh, it's a big one. It's a big 5X. Five eggs. Five eggs. All right. Remember, we make it a five. Ty, we need to acknowledge this guy. This is like a ten. This is great. On my planet, I am kind of a loser, like you. (laughs) Ooh, that's good stuff. Sweet. Gustavo's been busy. Yes, he. All right. Now we go to caller number. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Honest Tom, the big wiener. Holy smoke. The comeback kid. Tom, you pulled it off. You have I made guess it's come- because you only have five listeners. <laughs> That's right. We only have five listeners, and we rotated through them, so you came up again, right? Okay, right. now, 
Now, this is really going to test just the quality of listener that you are and big wiener that you indeed are. Are you going to go for option number one, the traditional Megaplex theater prize package, or are you going to go for option number two, the Megaplex Valentine's luxury date at the gateway that includes all kinds of incredible, wonderful things, and Jeff the Whipple promises, (laughs) along with everything we've mentioned, even more. Now, which are you going to choose? Monty Hall says take curtain number two. That is so wise of you, Honest Tom. Now, before we can bestow all of those fabulous prizes, including things that we are not even aware of at this point, what's that one little chore you need to do to cash in? We need to listen to the velvet voice of Frank Sinatra. He's a pro. That was beautiful. was a rousing rendition of telephone torture thanks to our great friends at the megaplex theaters now jeff the whipple has promised that this uh, tradition of additional you know his goodies, middle name is not the right <laughs> no i like it when they when in the one of the the last uh, muppets movies it was uh, chris cooper who i love and he goes well mr the frog <laughs> Oh, Kermit T. It's like DeVille, the frog. It's the Whipple. Don't you think? I think so. But anyway. Running by him, see what he thinks. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Running by him is much better than running over him, by the way. True. Okay, so we have been assured that there will be other things celebrating Valentine's Day in the offing here. Yes. They're trying to expand it, perhaps. Telephone torture. Yeah. Is that why? The last item on the list is and more. and more, perhaps. Okay. All right. The movie show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, Steve. Should we do a little streaming news here? Yes, sir. All right. Here we go. Planning on a weekend of binge watching, streaming your favorite movie or a new show. Doug and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Okay, Disney Plus has officially ordered a series based on Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And a lot of people are excited about this. And here's a quote I am thrilled to be the first to tell you that Percy Jackson and the Olympians, it's really, truly, and for sure coming to your screens. That comes from uh, one of the uh, individuals that's actually working on the pilot right now, uh, John that's Steinberg. That's a pretty good little series. I'm, I'm glad to see that they're doing that. He said, we're deep into creating a compelling TV series worthy of the heroic mythology characters that millions of Percy Jackson readers uh, know and are uh, well worth caring about. So that's good news. Yeah, no, that's right. fun. Episode 5. Of? That's the beauty of it. Episode 5 of Book of Boba Fett yeah. and Peacemaker are by far the best of each of those series. The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, is called Return of the Mandalorian. And, oh, my goodness, the difference between what we've seen so far and this episode is like somebody just turned on the lights. It is incredible. Peacemaker, I've made my peace with this show in that James Gunn is a disturbed man. Yes. 
and it is a very rough show, but I cannot help but laugh myself silly. The latest episode was called Monkey Duty or Monkey's Business or something, and it is absolutely hilarious. That's on HBO Max. Boba Fett is on Disney Plus. Understanding any kind of rating system, and I've been in the radio business, you know, since I was 16 years old, and oh, radio and television, you know, back in the old days, uh, and then Nielsen ratings, and oh my goodness, and so we're all trying to figure out how they're rating streaming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, which is really 17 a, million a minutes or whatever, and but uh, according to the Nielsen U.S. streaming chart. For the week of December 27th, so, you know, week after Christmas, basically, 2.4 billion minutes of viewing uh, out there, and uh, that was for Cobra Kai. So it, and then Encanto became accessible to all the Disney Plus subscribers just 30 days after Thanksgiving debut in theaters. It finished number two, 2.2 billion minutes. Did you say billion? Billion. Oh. Netflix's Don't Look Up captured about two billion. So, you know, good. I'm, I'm glad they're figuring this out somehow. But So if you go through basically the top ten here, Seinfeld is uh, number ten, The Wheel of Time, then Criminal Minds, then NCIS, and then uh, Cocomelon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Emily in Paris is right in the middle, then The Witcher, and then, as I mentioned, Don't Look Up, number three, and Canto, number two, and Cobra Kai is number one for streaming. I tried to watch Cobra Kai. I watched a few of the episodes. I haven't yet, so. Didn't thrill me. What have you, Stephen? Well, I, um, I I'm, don't know if we're going to cover this at some point, but there are two shows that just opened this weekend, called one called The After Party, and the other one... Uh, yeah, why don't we do that right now? Oh, okay. Yeah. So The After Party is on Apple TV+. Plus. It is an eight-episode whodunit series. It is done by... Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. These are the guys that did Spider-Verse movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other thing? That, oh, the Lego movie. So these guys are Academy Award winning um, uh, writers and directors. This is a story of a, a party that takes place after a 15-year high school reunion uh, at the home of now what was a, a nerd in high school. He, I think his name was Bernard or something weird. Uh, he's now Xavier. And he's played by Dave Franco, the younger brother yeah. of, of, uh, 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 not, uh, yeah, uh, Franco. James Franco. James, yes, thank go. you. Duh. Almost but said Victor Franco. Everybody in this in this series is pretty cool. You have Tiffany Haddish is the detective who goes. Somebody dies at the house, and then the the first seven episodes are the same story from each different suspect's perspective. Mm. And it's really, really well. I saw. The, here's the th- thing that's kind of weird about this. It's an eight episode series. I've seen all seven of the first, and yet Apple won't let me see the eighth one. I don't know why. Being jerks about it because that's. I still don't know who did it. Oh no! But it's such a good build up. It's called the After Party, and uh, it will. So they're they're going to open three episodes this today. And then okay. they'll do one each Friday until they get all eight, and, and it's really worth seeing. It's kind of like okay, it's one of those binge-watchy things that you're going to enjoy. Now, what was the other one? Uh, the other one is uh, uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yes. You, you want see. me to talk about that? Yeah. Kristen Bell. Okay. Uh, she is uh, divorced, and they lost a child, and so she's her, her, her home life is a nightmare. She 
pours huge bottles of wine. And it's like a rear window. She's looking across the street, sees a woman get murdered, and yet everybody thinks, you know, she's kind of still suffering from the loss of her daughter and her husband divorced her. And so she might be imagining these things. She becomes her own detective and tries to figure this out. This is also an eight-episode thing, which I have seen all of them, and it's not nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. Although Kristen Bell is really good, okay, but it's supposed to be a parody, and it's not very funny. Not very funny, yeah. It's it's more serious. I thought that was kind of weird. So okay, and that one is on uh, Netflix, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. This is more kind of a philosophical, open-ended question for streaming news. But uh, boy, I saw this when the headline was how streaming services left us with too much to watch. Lisa Holm, who is Group Senior Vice President of Content and Commercial Strategy at U.S. television company Discovery, fears consumers are now put off by the sheer number of streaming out there. said, we've had a lot of content available across six or eight major streaming services, of which our Disney Plus is one. She said, I think consumers are now finding themselves a bit overwhelmed by the choice, and some people are just flat feeling confused and even annoyed. So I'm just going to let that float out there. because Here's one just quickly. A friend called last week and said, I just saw this amazing show. Have you heard of Ted Lasso? Oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh, you're the one. You're I, the last on the list. I rewatched the final episode the other night. Just, you know, I was, I was just sitting there and I thought, gosh, I want to watch that again. I love that it show. It is fabulous. Movie show. Mr. Burgundy, you are acting like a baby. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I am an anchor man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Today, the movie show is coming to you from my hearing centers. In just a second, we're going to review yet another film. Which one should we do, by the way, Stephen? Uh, well, Parallel Mothers is a really, okay. really good film. All right, we'll do that. Coming well, we up could do Ice Age. It's your call. In a moment. No, let's do Parallel Mothers. Okay. All right. Stephen? Sir? Let's review us a movie. Okay. All right, and which one is it again? A Parallel Mothers. Although it is in Spanish, so we don't have any sound. Oh, well, rats. Sorry. It's kind of fun when we hear the sound. Well, I, we, I could translate it for you. Could you? No. Okay, so tell us about the movie. Okay, well, it first of all, it's directed by Pedro Almodovar, who is brilliant at these kind of movies. And he, this is another Parallel Mothers is a topic that he, I mean, he was very close to his mom. And he always gets Penelope Cruz to be in his movies. In this case... Uh, she is expecting a child. Um, she's single, and it's kind of like an oops. And uh, she's in the hospital delivering at the same time as a young girl who also is single and uh, is not as thrilled about having a baby, but Penelope is. She's like, no, no, I, I really you know, want this yeah. baby. So they kind of develop this friendship, and as they you know, get out of the hospital, you know, Penelope knows all those tricks because she's you know, been through it before. Um, but this young girl has no idea what she's doing. And so they kind of help each other out. The question is, so the guy who's the father of Penelope's baby says, this kid doesn't look like me. you got something to tell me? And you're like, what's going on here? And then you think, wait a minute, maybe somehow the baby's got switched. Oh, the switcheroo, yeah. In the hospital. And then when something happens to one of the babies and the other mother knows that perhaps that baby was hers, I mean, th- this wow. could have been, and at this point, I'm like, oh, no, how are they going to handle this? Yeah. Does she tell the other mother that, hey, by the way, that, that was my kid? Or, you know, do they? does she prove it? Does she do the DNA? 
the problem with this movie is it kind of lets you off the hook a little bit. I was expecting something this to be really dramatic and like if she doesn't tell her that that's really not her baby, what what are they going to do? And I I thought this is a great dilemma, but it just kind of gets glossed over and they sort of figure something out, but it's not as satisfying as what you've been set up to believe. So uh, this is not his best film. Uh, it, it's good, and Penelope Cruz is wonderful, as she yeah. always is. But the movie just kind of left me a little flat. Um, it is playing at the Broadway uh, exclusively, I'm pretty sure. Let me just double-check. Uh, yeah, I've got it at the Broadway. Um, and if you're a Pedro Almodovar fan, you're probably going to want to see it. But what could have been yeah, yeah, and what is is just not quite what I was hoping for. Okay. So still, though, B-plus for this film. But it could have been like one of his best films. And again, at the Broadway, the title is again? Parallel Mothers. Parallel Mothers. Yeah. The Movie Show. What a piece of junk. She'll make point five past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know, that is the perfect description of the movie show. Might not look like much, but we got it where it counts, kid. <laughs> and we can go to light speed and and well you know <laughs> only if we pound on the dashboard a little bit okay <clears throat> oh boy what where's that button <laughs> what button the ejection like what dr evil hits the button and i get incinerated no the mute uh-huh. but and now ladies and gentlemen it is time for the movie show top <gasps> Ten Hello. What was that in the middle there? It was gifted. Did you hit a hit a speed bump or something? It was gifted. It was interpretation. It was modern art. That's what you thought. A little jazz a little jazz flow there. The Movie Show Top Ten, believe it or not, is actually a sponsored event on the show by the enlightened folks at Call Climate Services. And always humorous. Right there in Centerville. And they can take care of heating and then won't be too long. You know, boy, time goes fast while we're talking about air conditioning. They can handle it all at Call Climate Services. Really nice people to do business are, with. Yeah. All right, number 10 is Licorice Pizza. It's made about, uh, oh, $11 million domestically, and it's nine weeks, limited release, obviously. Yeah, and another six. It's at 17. You know, here pretty soon West Side Story is going to drop out of the top 10, and that is a shame. It It is such a good movie. A little over $35 million domestically, uh, but it's making under a million dollars a week now. So Yeah, another 25 for and It's at 60, but um, eventually this is going to go to streaming, and I think it'll be hugely popular. I think it will be, too. I really do. Uh, the King's Daughter is number eight, uh, and it's made under $1 million. Yikes. Imagine when I got a... a uh a text this week saying, oh, we missed your review of The King's Daughter. Could you Ooh. send us a... I said, well, here's the synopsis. The unintended comedy of the year. Ooh. Made how much? Uh, it's $723,000. Well, it's up to $785,000 now. Really? Yes. You know, okay. that movie was made in 2014. What? Yeah. This thing has sat on the shelf so long that Gravitas 
finally said, well, we'll just buy it. How much? 50 bucks. Good. Good. Done. Okay. Yeah, we'll trade you for a hot dog. Seven years. Wow. That's, that's a record. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually when they keep it on a shelf one or two years, that's, woo. But three years are, wow. Seven. That's why Pierce Brown looks so young in that dark movie. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of number seven, American Underdog is number seven with a little over $23 million domestic money. Uh, no foreign on that one. Uh, the 355-355, this is the uh, spy movie with people coming together, great women, you know, action stars coming together from all the different uh, agencies, from, from China, from Germany, from uh, the... Great Britain, Colombia, America, Colombia. And it's the first stinker of the year. I know, and it's unfortunate. But again, as you pointed out, you, you do need a plot with all that great action. Something that's at least a little new. And yeah, yeah, but it's made about $12 million. Another eight for and it's at 19 The Kingsman, both Steve and I were disappointed by this movie, but it's made $32 million domestically. Oh, 74 foreign. Ooh. It's over 106. Yeah. You got The Kingsman making 106. I know. And... West Crazy. Side Story making half that? I know. Isn't that no. just ridiculous? Uh, it, there is no justice. None. All right. Redeeming Love, number four, has made uh, just under $4 million. Uh, it made 41000 in the Ooh, foreign. Okay. Where was that? Guam? No, that's not foreign. <laughs> I don't know. But it's out of the domestic market. Yes. Uh, same two. This is really doing this well. Is and it deserves to do well. This yes. is a great movie. It's about $130 million domestically. 113 foreign. It's at 242. Scream. I was not the biggest fan of this movie. Uh, $52 million. Very stabby. Very stabby. Uh, yeah. 53 domestic, 34 foreign. It's at 87. Stephen, there was things in this here movie that made no sense to me. Yeah, a lot of. But what the heck? Okay, uh, and then number one. Wow, Spider-Man is back. Number one. It was Scream last week, but uh, No Way Home is killing it. Almost 725 million domestically. 970 foreign. 1.693. Billion dollars. And we keep talking about China, but boy, China is becoming increasingly unhappy about the diplomatic boycott, especially as it has spread to other countries. Some countries were before us, but uh, now that the Olympics but Putin's are going, one, yeah, Putin's going, so we can all rest assured that everything. That way, he'll fine. have an alibi when he attacks. <laughs> when he attacks, you know, the Ukraine. But the bottom line is, if this were to open while the iron's still hot in China. Holy cow! It could go over two we'll, billion. We'll fly dollars. over two billion easily. Isn't that amazing? Have, have any other movies gone over two billion? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of them. Yeah, we'll have to I look that up. I think Endgame and something else. We'll look that up. Maybe, so anyway, uh, Spider-Man Avatar is, is killing it. Billion. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The brilliant unveiling of the movie show top ten here Eventually. at KSL News Radio, which is sponsored by Call Climate Services. The Movie Show. Your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend, all right? And I doubt that she gave you the stink eye. That's just the way her face looks, you know? That's just her face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Steve, I think we need to uh, review another movie uh, yes. here. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm really kind of disappointed. I really tried to uh, watch the uh, Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. But it uh, was just not accessible. You on need Disney that Disney Plus. debut. Do you not have Disney debut? Well, I thought we did, but you know, my, my I remember that my, lady called you over the weekend and talked you through it. See, no. my my guiding light, ah, Deanne, yes, Deanne, 
uh, is in Missouri, so she tracks this stuff better than I do. So let's get a little sound from the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Hello, boys! Buck Wild at your service. Our hero! What brings you two to my world? We want to live a life of adventure! Like you! It's a bad time for a tropical vacation. Everyone, we face a grave threat! Can you repeat that? I had a marshmallow in my ear. I saw that in the trailer that I did see. And uh, right now, Matt has, uh, is that the trailer that's up and we're watching? Yeah, that's the trailer right now. Well, the two, so they've brand, first of all, we get a lot of real, a little recap of who Manny and Sid and Diego and Ellie are. That's Ray Romano, and John Leguizamo, Dennis, well, actually it's not Dennis Leary anymore. I don't know who the voice of Diego is. And Ellie is Queen Latifah. But the two that they focused on this go around is Crash and Eddie. These are the possum twins that are brothers right. of Ellie. You know, she grew up with them. Right. And they're, like, tired of her, you know, telling them what to do. Yeah. So they want to go off on their own. They end up falling through the ice into the lost world. Oh, no. So they're going back to where the dinosaurs are. Yeah. And that's where they've run into Buck Wild, who uh, is going to try to save them again. And, and so, you know, this is a cute little movie. It's How come they're always Australian? Have you notice that? Well, he's got an eye patch, so he has to talk Australian. Yeah, and in, I mean, in the original Jurassic Park, you know, one of the really cool guys oh, out there right. was Australian. Or yeah, he's the one that said "clever girl." Clever girl, and then psh, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's the same movie. We've seen it over and over again. The, I mean, the, the the visuals are really cool, and they're now getting to the point where you can see every little hair on the yeah, I know. on the on the uh, remember monsters inc we were talking about oh that. yeah we're just oh wow right there on sully's it's fur detail could, oh my god now we just take that for granted yeah so this is that movie basically and if you're you know if you've seen the others and you like ice age you're gonna like this so but how come scrat got demoted i don't know what happened to scrat he was not in this film he is my favorite Ice Age character. Yeah, they do something similar. They're on top of a big old ice thing, and they try to... I thought, oh, where's Scrat? He's yeah. supposed to do that. Scrat's supposed to pull the acorn out. Yeah, there's no acorn, there's no Scrat. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he got a better agent. And, and <laughs> he's, he's going for the big pictures like, now. Like, huh? uh, let's see what kind of money you come up with yeah. before Scrat will make an appearance. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, so he's become a prima donna. Perhaps, yeah. Rat squirrel. I mean, he did create the Continental Divide and several other things. Well, so. he did. He's he's an innovator. <laughs> yeah, he's a go-getter. I remember the first time I saw the very first Ice Age and I saw Scrat, I was in love with that character. Well, just the sound effects that he makes. That, uh, yeah, I know. Just He never says anything. He's just... Always fighting for I, his little piece of the acorn. There is the mystery. There is the mystery. Where is Scrat? So what's the grade? It's B, B minus. B, B, B no, minus. Just give it a B. Give it a B. Don't be a jerk about it. But You're feeling generous. Yeah. Your old age. Maybe a B minus because it doesn't have Scrat. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Scrat's a big it's, minus. It's Scratless. Oh, that's Scratless. The Movie Show. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we've been trying to work out what happened to Scrat. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I think he got eaten in the movie The Requin. No, I, I, I hope not. You know, Matt, do you have any theories on this? You're a Scrat fan. I'm a little disturbed by it, to be honest with you. I know, I am too. It's just, it's going to be hard. You know, I've always, my whole life, I've kind of loved the running gag. 
yeah. you know, on the old Carson show, in the movies, you know, whatever it is. I, you know, even in James Bond, it's not a gag, but it's the running deals. I bet you it's some proprietary nonsense. You know, like Fox said, well, we'll, we'll sell you right everything. <laughs> oh, that, but that's not, yeah. No, no, this is this is old scrap. Yeah, that's yeah. old scrap. Yeah, well, uh, maybe maybe he didn't survive the last movie. Maybe he's done. Yeah, maybe he's he's just being canceled. I think he got a new agent. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Probably asking for too many acorns. That's, you know, it happens. Oh, it. All right, hey, we want to we want to. <laughs> <laughs> too many acorns. Too many acorns. Price was too steep. Oh, okay. Enough. Have you ever wondered if you know there's that little you know app, the uh, acorns, where it takes you know the odd amount in a check that you write or a th- I wonder if Scrat's behind that. Ooh, <laughs> acorns. He's probably look, a billionaire, and he says, "I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm I, don't, I don't need this." You look at the CEO picture, and there's Scrat. <laughs> you know, big acorn cigar. All right, Stephen. Well, Final just a couple review. mentions. Uh, yes. The the Requin was not screened for critics, but it is a f- uh, film with Alicia Silverstone. From, Do we have any sound on that? Uh, we might. We might have sound we? on that. Maybe. Uh, maybe it's too late. I don't know. No, I think we're good. If we have sound. I don't remember putting it on the list, though. You didn't put it on the list? Well, I, I knew we weren't going to be The list is it. everything, Steve. All we need to know is that a couple goes to one of those Tahiti things where the, the hut's on the water. The Tahiti things, And yeah. the big storm comes, and they're separated from the dock, and they end up floating out into the ocean. Yeah. And the sharks come. The sharks? Yeah. Are they circling? Well, they is do it, more than that, it looks like, the uh, from Meg the trailer. There? The Meg? Oh, if the Meg was there, this would be the quickest movie ever. <laughs> It'd be over. Um, yep. Um, so that's out. And then um, also for Beatle fans, if you saw the Get Back uh, series that was on uh, Apple uh, Plus, the rooftop concert, that last hour and a half portion where they're on the roof of the Apple building, yeah, yeah. Uh, is in IMAX this weekend. So that rooftop concert, the Beatles, uh, the last public appearance that they made is on the IMAX this weekend. So okay. there you go. All right. We uh, declared, uh, out of kind of slim pickings, the big movie of the week being the movie Clean. And, again, Adrian Brody in this, he, he is really amazing. He's a good actor. I mean, and it's a the, real gritty part. This is a guy who's looking for redemption from really bad stuff in his past, losing a daughter, drug addiction, and heaven only knows what else. And I didn't really mind that they kind of left that out in the ether a little bit. But he was a bad guy, and he keeps saying through the movie, I've got blood on my hands. And you can tell he is seeking whatever redemption might be available and he pretty much knows well even when they tell him you're a good man he goes no i'm not yeah and he, he goes and and what he's saying when he says that is i'm never going to be free of this yeah i will always be guilty of something yeah but he's trying to do everything he can and he kind of latches on to this young woman and we don't exactly know why but he is her protector and her grandmother's protector and when things go awry with this mobster Trying to keep them alive, trying to keep them safe, and, but this—he he tries to avoid any kind of confrontation, does. but they he won't does. let him. And he's a garbage man, and he's—he's he's just trying to put what gifts and skills he has to use for others' benefit, and just to have some kind of a decent living. I believe they prefer to be called recycling engineers. Recycling engineers. Nah, he's a garbage man. Yeah, he's a garbage man. But uh, Adrian Brody, this is his baby. I mean, his name is on every single credit, practically. Except director, yeah, and his co-writer is uh, the director of that. What is it, Paul Soleil? Is that yeah. how you say it? Yeah. And so, anyway, it, th- this comes with, ironically, a recommendation, but oh my goodness, with all kinds of red flags. It's very violent. On this, extremely violent. 
So but, the family movie to see this week would be Ice Age. Unfortunately, it's only on Disney Plus, which, yeah. you know, dang it, what are they doing? I know, I know. You know that that's a movie that would be so much fun to take the kids to on the big screen this weekend. I know, wouldn't it? I I don't get it. You know why not make the extra what twenty, thirty, forty, fifty million dollars, and then stream it, and the next. Although you can't binge it, the after party is an Apple TV Plus. The first three episodes this weekend, and then uh, subsequent Fridays, uh, they'll show the rest of them. Right. Uh, it's pretty good. Hey, we've come to the end of the infamous movie show. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Montana, because, never mind. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.